does that bring back memories like it does for me? That was a theme song of a great show called Family Affair. I remember as a little kid going to the TV and actually recording that off my TV onto this little, you know, real, real small tape recorder that I had just so I could hear it over and over again. And who knew that years later I would get to know one of the great stars of that show who played the older sister, Sissy. Now, in case you don't know the show, we're going to explain it to you in a minute, but Family Affair, which aired in the 1960s, was one of the classic TV shows of all time. And joining me now to talk about it and much more is one of the stars of Family Affair, Kathy Garver, who played Sissy. Kathy, thanks for joining me. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you, Paul. See, I knew you were always technologically advanced. Look at you recording that that show way back when. <laughs> yeah, right, with this little recorder. I wonder what happened to that recorder. Fortunately, now I can go onto YouTube and listen to it. Uh, but but let me. But you were part of this show for folks who, you know, maybe either, I can't even say they're too young, because the truth is all you've got to do on, is go to one of those retro stations at night and Family Affair is everywhere. But, but give us what the premise of Family Affair was all about. Well, it started out, the concept was this bachelor living uh, the high life in New York, in a lovely New York penthouse with a gentleman's gentleman, and um, he was an engineer, and he was single, and all of a sudden, one night, his life was disrupted when three children are left on his doorstep way up high in his penthouse. And uh, that was Buffy, Jody, and me, Sissy, and his life was changed forever. And Buffy and Jody, of course, were supposed to be twins. And, uh, and yes, hilarity prevailed thereafter, along with a lot of dramatic moments. By the way, if you want to talk to Kathy or ask her a question about the good old days, our number is 312-981-7200. You can actually text that number as well, and I'll read Kathy your question. So I hate to do this to you, Kathy, but um, the truth is Family Affair was not your first foray into the world of entertainment and, and television and movies. I always have to bring this up when I talk to you because, well... Because you started one of the most classic movies of all time that now that we're in holiday season, people are going to be watching it again and they need to know they're actually going to be seeing you in it, but you're just a little girl. That's right. One of my very first movies was The Ten Commandments. And not the silent version. I'm not that old. <laughs> okay. Clarify that. But the, no, but it was the say, Cecil B. DeMille. You worked with Cecil B. DeMille. Yes. And what a start in the show business. And he really was larger in life, especially when I first came in contact with him. He was on this great big crane uh, shooting. uh, I see now was an overview of one of the exoduses that we were taking out of uh, the city and uh, off to uh, parts unknown. We're getting out of Dodge, basically. Right. (laughs) um, It it started when I was just supposed to be an extra on the, uh, uh, the movie, along with hordes of extras, and I had a little lamb in my lap, and I was on this rickety wagon, and we're heading out, and all of a sudden, we were just doing the rehearsal. I heard this voice cry out, don't let that little girl's face get in the camera, and he's pointing, and I thought, oh my gosh, is he talking to me? Is that God? Well, I was seven years old, and we were shooting the Ten Commandments, but it turned out it wasn't God, but... Cecil B. DeMille, a classic and uh, filmmaker's deity. So um, the assistant director didn't let my face get in the camera. He descended from this great big crane and got off. I talked to him, and before you know it, he had written scenes with uh, Charlton Heston into the movie for me. 
So that was a, a nice start to my did entertainment you, career. Did you ever yell out, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille? <laughs> did you ever get to do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have loved to, but I'll do it for you, Paul. <laughs> I love it. My close-up, Mr. DeMille. I love it. Well, well hey, hey, let's go back to Family Affairs. Well, let me go back to Family yes. Affair because a listener just sent in a, uh, a question. And, of course, the star of Family Affair was Brian Keith. And back then, there, there were these shows like that in My Three Sons, which would have these really A-list movie stars. And they would uh, figure out a way to get them to star in a television show because it brought so many ratings. So Brian Keith played Uncle Bill. Uh, and and a, a listener from 630 just said, I tried to emulate Brian Keith and his wonderful temperament. Was he like that off screen? No, <laughs> but he was, oh, you're a, he was in a, a fabulous actor. <laughs> he was a wonderful actor. He he did kind of have a laid back personality. However, he had a, had temper, and he certainly had his wishes be known when something was not going his way. So, I mean, he was an ex marine, and he he was a tough guy. But he also had this really tender heart, and he was very sensitive, and he absolutely adored children. I don't know about dogs, but he sure did like kids. <laughs> uh, that, the dogs would have been good. And now let's juxtapose that, because Sebastian Cabot, who played Mr. French, you know, one, his character was one that we kind of thought, oh, he doesn't like kids. He, he finds them annoying, but you knew him in real life. I know you used to call him Sabby. I wish I could have called him Sabby. Um, but actually, he was not his character very much at all. He was the polar opposite. He was... Uh, a fellow who liked to wear sweats, and, and he had three children whom he adored. He liked nothing better than to be with his wife, Kay, at home and have a nice cooked um, uh, Cornish uh, you know, hen or, or those little pastries. And, uh, no, he was the exact opposite. But that's why he was such a good actor. Yeah. Now, you were older. He was, he was so believable. You you were older yeah. than Buffy and Jody, Anissa Jones and Johnny Whitaker, and uh, so did you? I mean, were you were you? Because I know when I, I've talked to other child stars from shows, and where there's an age difference, there's sort of a now nah, we didn't really hang around a lot together because there was an age difference. Um, so did you hang with Anissa Jones, Buffy and Jody, and Johnny Whitaker in those days? Well, never with Johnny. I mean, he had eight brothers and sisters. Uh, but I did with Anissa on occasion. She came over and spent the night at my house. She was a, a lovely little girl. But, I mean, I was a swinging uh, <laughs> uh, young adult at that point. <laughs> so they, they weren't the, the first choice of people to hang out with. And plus, we worked every day um, from, well, me especially, 6.30 in the morning to 6.30 at night. And so then... When the weekends come, you want to be with your own age group and your friends whom you haven't seen. And I was going to UCLA at the time and having stopped that uh, semester. So I wanted to keep up with my college friends, et cetera, and date. What a concept. I love it. So we've, we've got we've got to take a break, but I'm going to see if I'll get one more um, listener question in here. He says, I appreciate Johnny Whitaker's efforts on behalf of child actors, I know more or less the story of Buffy, who of course died tragically, Anissa died tragically of, of, of a drug overdose. Do you feel that you came out fortunate, um, or have you had adjustments to make since those days? Well, I think everybody, every child star has adjustments uh, to make. And after the break, I can really talk about that, because I wrote a book on one of my five books, Ex-Child Stars. 
and their uh, problems and adjustments that they do have to make for being in the limelight and then not. So we, we will pick up there. And also, people may not realize it, but if they watch TV at home and they're watching commercials, the odds of you not seeing Kathy Garver showing up on your screen are really small because she's in everything. You just might not know it, but we're going to tell you in what commercials you've been. I know that's true for me, Kathy. I'm watching TV. There she is again. Um, so we're going to talk about some of those uh, commercials. Our last segment here with the great Kathy Garver, uh, the star of Family Affair. Kathy, before we went to the break, there was somebody who um, uh, who wanted to know about ex-child well, your book, Ex-Child Stars, and, and the adjustments that, that some of them had to make. It was very tough for some of those child stars. Yes, and I think, and I especially had pointed this out in my book, there are like about three different factors. One, if the child is supporting the rest of the family, and two, if the parents had put away any of money for the child when the child was the child star, and three, if the the child star was able to make a transition and then go to college, and four, if the child got undressed. Unfortunately, number four happened more often than not to so many of the child stars because they were depressed. They weren't. They were going through a transition period of child to teen uh, to hopefully young adult. They really had no training as an actor because most producers and directors want a child actor to be natural. They don't want them to learn a character or know what the scene is really about. So they they think in their minds, oh, well, I've been working for five, six years, and I've been on the set. I know how to act, when in fact they don't know how to act as an adult. And then they get depressed, and then they get with their peers, and then they start taking drugs, and that really, unfortunately, has been the undoing of so many of them. And that's why your book, Child, Ex-Child Stars, Where They Are Now, is really, uh, really, well, it's an important book, and it's a really interesting book for people who grew up in the era with you uh, and watching all these shows. We did have another fa- uh, Ten Commandments question that came in, so I'll, I'll ask it uh, just for this listener in 847. Who did, and I know the answer to this, who did God's voice in the Ten Commandments? Oh, now that is an interesting question. I don't know. Morgan Freeman wasn't around then. Oh wait, now what, who, I always thought I always thought it was Cecil B. DeMille that DeMille did it. Well, I think that you are right, and if it wasn't, it should have been. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I have to tell you that Charlton Heston's son Fraser played the baby uh, that uh, was going down the Nile. So there oh. was a lot of family affair going on in, in that movie. Right, even there, just no Uncle Bill. So there there we go. So <laughs> as I said, it's hard for me to turn on the TV and when a commercial comes on, not see you. And the one I see all the time, but I know you've got others coming up, but it's the one with these <laughs> with these phones that caption what you say, right? The thing is, Kathy, you're this young woman and you're playing grandmothers. What's the deal? Oh, aren't you sweet? This is why, listeners, Paul has been my friend for years. He <laughs> is the most, <laughs> he's, well, not, not just flattering, but erudite, smart, funny, fabulous person. Oh, thank you. I, you know, it, it's so much fun. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, I'm just young at heart, Paul. That's, it just comes <laughs> through. <laughs> well, you've you got another commercial coming out, because I saw it on your Facebook page, which people can follow you uh, at, at Kathy Garver or, in general, at uh, KG Sissy, right? Yeah, KG Sissy's my Instagram, and then my Facebook, I've got like three things. I don't know how all of that comes about, but I have my Kathy Garver fan page and my Kathy Garver personal page and my Kathy Garver group. But I'd li- I love people to come on Facebook, and they're posting all this stuff I'm doing, my new books, and 
And my newest commercial, I'm playing a knitting grandma. I've been knitting since I was 14, and I, I love to knit. And then I have uh, another commercial that's coming out for jewelry. And so I'm, I was the commercial queen this year, it seems. But I also got in two movies. One of them, uh, Yellowbird, is uh, premiered, well, just premiered at the American Film Mart. And they are seeing who's going to be the best distributor. And it's also serving as a pilot for um, for a television series. And my other movie will be premiering the month after, Old Man Jackson. I played Mrs. Jackson, and we shot that in Houston. But I'm going to shoot two movies in Chicago in the spring. So Yay. I'll be coming up there, you know, make up the dead. <laughs> right. Come join everybody. So, well, yeah, you've never stopped working. And by the way, we may have a Ten Commandments expert who lives at 847 who sent in this answer. God's voice was Charlton Heston. Listen to the burning bush knowing this and you will hear Heston. What do you think? Oh, I, that, that sounds reasonable. It okay. certainly sounds reasonable. We, we want to always listen to our inner voices because maybe that's where God does reside. I, I guess either either way, you're getting a classic actor. Rob, how was Charles? Did you get to? Well, no, you were just a little kid. But did you work much with Heston? Was he a nice guy? He was. He was very nice. And after afterwards, um, and when I was a young adult, and I was dating this fellow, Michael Dante, and we would go up to uh, Charlton Heston's home in Mulholland and uh, play tennis. He would play tennis. My friend Michael and I would. Uh, and his wife, Lydia, would be so kind, bring up lemonade to the patio. But he was very interesting. And I uh, I had a super, super good friend, uh, Jimmy Doolittle, who was uh, impresario and had uh, theaters. He had uh, Charlton Heston go to China to be the first director of an American play there. But when my friend died, Charlton Heston gave one of the most beautiful acomiums Payens, a, uh, a tribute, a funereal speech on 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 Johnny on um, on Jimmy's grave site wow. at Forest Lawn when he died, and I thought, okay, it's one thing to do a movie um, and have all your editors and your sound people, everybody around you, or even a stage play, but to stand on just like the grass and do uh, a tribute from Shakespeare. <laughs> That was one of the most moving things I had ever heard. Amazing. But and, he was talented, natural. I know. We probably have to go. We're, not, we're, we're out of time, but here's <laughs> the thing. You've written, on. We're going to have to have dinner when I get to but, Chicago. So but I here's the thing. You've written a book, speaking of dinner, on holiday recipes for a family affair. The ex-child star, Surviving Sissy, which is your autobiography, a family affair cookbook. Where can people get your books? Check it out. Because I know you autograph them for people. Where can they get all of that? They can get everything on Amazon or if they want them autographed, and, and these are great presents, I must say, for for Christmas or holidays or Hanukkah or whatever, go to my website, www.kathygarver.com, K-A-T-H-Y-G-A-R-V-E-R. Because some people want to say C, but no, no it's... No, it's, no, it's... it's a, I'm a K, Kathy. Sissy, Sissy with a C and Kathy with a K. Kathy Garver, my good friend, thank you for being with me. Hope to talk to you again over the holidays. I appreciate you. Love you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop 
coming to you from behind the curtain.